Good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you all. I know as um, winter approaches, it gets harder and harder in the mornings. But without doubt, God warms our hearts. Let me pray, and then I'd like to get straight into the Word of God. Father God, I thank you so much for this community. I thank you what you've done over many, many years. And Lord, we never want to feel that we have finished the task you've given. So I pray today that you would refresh us in your word and you would help us, Lord, to fulfill all you've called us to do. I pray this in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, it's been a, a great joy to return to Clarence after being away for quite some time. And, uh, it reminded Heather so, and I so much of how much we treasure you as a church. And over the past weeks, if I could have that uh, photo, please. Um, I have stood on many platforms around the world and in each case I always start off with so as a community you are well known I know what you are doing right now you are looking for yourself to see if you can find yourself in the photo well, at least I can see where I am. Um, but this is uh, a, a, just two weeks ago when Heather and I were in Dubai. And uh, Fuzzy and Emily and the church have this most incredible screen behind the, the, the stage. And so I was able to put that picture up and talk about all God's doing here. And this picture is particularly important today because we are continuing in this series about the light of the world, city on a hill, and how we are called to be an apostolic partnership. And that's what I want to speak about today. And I'd like to begin by reading a few verses from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. So, Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 1. And he writes these words. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at 
Philippi. With the overseers and deacons. Grace to you. And peace from God our Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you. Making my making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now and I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, and Paul's saying the day of Jesus Christ is the day when he will appear again. Okay, it's known as the second coming of Jesus Christ. And often Paul referred to that day. And we as believers need to live with that in our hearts that that day will come. So we've got to live with that day in mind. And then he continues. Verse 7. It is right for me, Paul, to feel this way about you because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and understanding so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Okay, so once again, he's going back to that, for that day. You in the church are being prepared for that day. Some of us, that might come sooner than others. For some, we will go to the grave first and meet him in the air. 
And others who are still alive will see him. And that you would be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. So Paul is writing to this church, a church that he planted, a church that was born out of his ministry in an area of the world known as Macedonia. And many would say that this church in the city of Philippi was Paul's home church. Not that he got to spend much time there. Because as we know, if you read the Bible, you'll know that after the church was planted, they chased Paul out of the city. Because such was the impact of the gospel and Paul's ministry that it turned the city upside down. If you know your Bible, you'll know that's where Paul was put in prison. And God came and shook the city. And the prison doors flew open. That's quite an impact. And when this church was planted, a very deep bond was established among the people and Paul and those he worked with. Some commentators would even say that Luke, the writer of the, of the Gospel of Luke, but also Acts, that this was his home church as well, so where he came from. But we're not sure. But the one thing we can be sure about is that the people were very and deeply grateful for what Paul had done in their city. And when it came time for Paul to leave Philippi, they went with him. Some of them in prayer and others with him in person. Their hearts had been joined. And in the short time that this church was birthed, the people in Philippi had understood the purposes of God. And so it seems that they kept this deep connection with Paul. And as we'll see in a moment, not only carried him in prayer, but sent gifts as well. And before I come to 
speak about apostolic partnership there are four things i want to highlight from the scripture and the first one is in verse 1 where paul and timothy are writing to the church we must note that he writes to the saints in philippi such was the connection that he was writing to the whole church he was seeing the whole church as the community so to the saints but then he goes on secondly and he says to the overseers and deacons so this church had some maturity it had elders overseers deacons servants but Paul was writing to everyone and by the way let me throw it out right now over these next few months we are going to be establishing both overseers and deacons the third thing is in verse 3 is Paul's letter starts with thanks and could I just have the picture back again? And the reason I wanted to start with this picture because this speaks about what Paul was saying. It was with great thanks that I stood before the church in Dubai. Great thanks to you in Dikleben. Because your faithfulness is helping the gospel go forth in the nations. And so Paul is grateful for the people in uh, in Philippi. And if you were listening carefully, that was overflowed with joy. Joy. And what brought Paul joy? He says in verse 5, your partnership. Beautiful word, partnership. And we're going to look at that in a moment. And all of this understanding comes with affection. And we get a glimpse of Paul's heart in these scriptures. Where his greatest desire is for every believer to have their own relationship with Christ Jesus. So Paul's in prison. If it had been me, I most probably would have started the letter feeling sorry for myself. Not Paul. His greatest desire, giving thanks.
thanks to God and saying to all the people, I want you to grow in your knowledge of Jesus. Such beautiful scriptures. We want to speak today about apostolic partnership out of this passage of scripture. Because if time allowed us, I did the other morning, I just read the whole letter all at once. You see there's this deep connection between Paul the Apostle and the church in Philippi. And we start to see it's because of what God has done. But what does apostolic partnership mean? Well, let's look at the two words. The first one. Apostolos is the word in Greek. Apostolic in uh, English. And what the word means is one who is sent. One who is sent with a task. That's what it means. So when it says the Apostle Paul, it's not a title of greatness. All it means is Paul. The one who was sent with a task. Have you got that? So when you see these great posters of these men saying, I'm coming to town, apostles so-and-so. They use it as a title rather than to speak about what God has called them to do. It never has a capital A. It's always a small egg. It's what we do, not what we are. And if you know your Bible well, you know that this word is used about Jesus. Where does it say that? Anybody know? Hebrews chapter 3. Okay, verse 1. So it says, Jesus, our apostle, or Jesus, the first apostle, depending on the translation. And why does the writer of the Hebrews call Jesus an apostle? He was sent from heaven. Jesus was sent with a task to come and redeem the lost. And this room is proof that Jesus succeeded in his task. Amen. Amen. Jesus was a sent one. So that's what apostle means. But what does partnership mean? 
So Paul here is using a word that was very common in his day and it's very common today. And what the word means is that two different parties, two different people or groups of people each take a part and they join together and they cooperate to fulfill a task. That's a partnership. Okay? Two different people join together to fulfill a task <laughs> that will advance their interests. So, so when Paul uses it here, <clears throat> he's saying, Paul and Timothy, all the people in Philippi, Philippi, a group of people that started next to a river because they had no building of their own. That sounds quite familiar, hey? We join together across the world with the task of making Jesus known. What does it mean for Dikhla Bang? Well, if you belong here, You've joined with us. Lots and lots. And we become a partnership. And through our partnership, we've been joined with people right around the world to make Jesus known. Here in, in Dikhlabeng, we make him known through our own stories, our own evangelism. We make him known through Dikhlabeng School. We make Jesus known here on Sundays. We make Jesus known through Niti. We make Jesus known through Silver Hope. We make Jesus known through the youth. We make Jesus known through Hope Restored. We make Jesus known through Rooted. We make Jesus known through Band of Brothers. We make Jesus known through Growth Groups. Have I missed any? I hope not. Brilliant. Amen. Amen. We joined in partnership by joining Dechlebeng Church. And I'm going to unpack what that means right now. You have become a partner with us. So put out a hand. They're like this. Turn around. That's it. Morning partner. 
Okay, say to the person next to you. Good morning, partner. Say to the person behind you. Hey, good morning, partner. All right. Are you cold? Some of the hands were pretty cold. Jump up out of your chairs and move around the room and say, Good morning, partner. Come on. We join a partnership and we become a family. So, how does partnership work? Three things. Okay? By giving yourself. By participating. And by sharing in the rewards. Let's go through them. Number one, by giving of yourself. When you join a partnership, you give of yourself. There is a joining that takes place. And there is sacrifice. So with the Philippian church and the other churches in Macedonia, Paul writes later, and he says about all those churches that they gave themselves to the Lord first and then they gave themselves to us. 2 Corinthians um, 8 verse 5. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us. Partnership 
starts with giving. And it takes a very special person to give themselves to the purposes of God. It's very easy to give yourself to a church and attend the service. It's very different to give yourself into a partnership because it takes sacrifice. When we arrived for the prayer meeting on Tuesday, it was cold. Can I have an amen from those who are here? And when Heather and I arrived, they had the, the heater in the middle and everybody was standing together like this. It takes sacrifice to be at the prayer meeting. But if you've given yourself, that's what's needed. Because you know when you join together, you can change things through prayer. So my question for you is, are you attending Dichlebang Church? Or have you given yourself to Dichlebang Church? Can you ask yourself quietly? Answer truthfully. Okay. Because I believe God wants to draw you into his purposes. Today. God has given himself to this partnership. How did he give himself? By standing like this. Not even standing. Hanging. By nails through his palms of his hands. That's how he gave himself. To partnership with you. Amen. Amen. Are you attending? Now, Or have you given? Number two. So we give ourselves. Secondly, we participate. And what that means, it means that you take ownership. This is mine. Dichlebeng Church is not Ntadi Petrus's or Metopsis. This church is my church. Mine. Amen. Amen. That's where it starts. And because it's mine couple of things I give that's why oh the offering's gone that's why we take up an offering okay because we give for the partnership 
to work. And how does giving work? Well, the amazing thing, we only give what God gives us. That's, that's all God wants. And then on top of it, he doesn't want you to give it all back. Everything you have comes from God. The word of God says he, sust- he sustains everything. If he didn't keep the sun where it's meant to be, let's say the sun fell a little bit further away from the earth. Just a small change means we could never grow any food. Amen. Amen. But God keeps it in place. So that the food will grow. And it will provide employment and will feed us and look after us. And if you are in partnership here in Dishlebang, what God requires of you and me is that a portion of what he gives to us we give back to him. Thank you. In the Old Testament it was a law. Ten God said, I'll give you ten. You give me one. One tenth. I'll do it that way. Okay, so that's yours. This is mine, says the Lord. Okay. When Jesus came, he did away with the law, fulfilled the law. Now he said, you've got the grace of giving. You can look at your ten and say, oh, okay, I'll give one. That's fantastic. I spoke to a man while I was overseas now. And I... I've helped him in his business over the years. I said, Steve, God is blessing me. He said, I'll be honest with you. I don't give God that one. But my fingers are going to work now. I give him that one, that one, and that one. That's what I'm able to give. But the key is, brothers and sisters, is that what God gives you, you say, Lord, thank you. I'm going to give that or that, whatever you need. That means you're in partnership. Amen. Amen. So say to the person next to you, Hello, partner. Okay, because being a partner means sacrifice. You young people that maybe your parents give you some money. 
and you think, I can buy airtime. So I can put more photographs of myself on Facebook. Or you can receive and say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Even what my parents give me or what I earn comes from you. Therefore, I will give back to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Paul says, God gives seed to the sower. If you're not sowing, if you're not putting any seed in the ground, nothing can grow. Amen. So the first thing we do when we give is we give of our first fruits. Every one of us. No one excluded. But I'm the pastor. You all got to give to me. No. As the pastor, I've got to show you how to do it. Don't do what I say. Secondly, if you're in partnership, then you give to special offerings. Do you, I heard uh, Friday how much, remember we gave to Turkey. I'm just trying to work it out in my mind quickly, sorry. Do you know how much money was given to Turkey altogether with us? Ten million rand was given from our churches. Amen. Gavin, I can't remember, we gave 6,000, I think. About 6,000 rand. All the other churches around the world that we work with gave, everybody gave. 10 million rand went to Turkey. So we give of our first fruits and we give special offerings. So if you hear, hey, we're taking up an offering for Malawi. Say, God, I need some seed. You give seed to the and you will see what God does. Thirdly, we give personal gifts. We bless one another. Bless one another. We help one another. And hold on. Because we're in partnership, we help. How many of you here have your own business? So you are owner of your business. How many have we got in the church? Let me see how many hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, did I count myself? Okay, keep your hand up. One, two, three. 
3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. Give the Lord a clap. That's quite a biblical number. I'm going to speak to all my fellow business owners. I wonder if you would be up for us leading the way in our giving. In three minutes time we're going to be watching a video. And it's me interviewing Fuzi Mukwena. And when I saw this video, I sent a copy of it to a friend of mine in Australia. I said, do you remember the day that you gave me money from your business? So I could raise up this young Basutu man from Clarence. And this man did it for Fusi, paid for me to take Fusi overseas. He paid for another young man, Pankaj, to lead a church in northern India. He paid for Abdullah Jamal, who was here with us recently and presently helps me with our very own Kumbi Setsomi. One man, one business. He's raised up all these people. In fact, Matapelo is also been helping you. Daddy Petrus, he helped you get your business going. He's just helped me get another business going. For a young man in the town. Where Sibs, Niti Foundation, comes from this businessman as well. We as business people, no matter how big our business is or how small, we can lead the way by using our business like Paul did. He was a businessman, don't forget. For the good of the gospel. Can we pray for those 12 after this meeting? Let's pray success for them. Not to have more houses and more cars and more things that just will rust and die, but so partnership, brothers and sisters, is um, includes giving. Can I ask everyone in this room? Will you look at your giving again? If you're not giving, start. Start small. Okay. I'm going to stand on the word of God. And I will give. The second thing that participating involves is prayer. 
Okay, you heard Paul saying, every time I pray for you. Prayer is part of partnership. And so on Tuesday night, you will be praying here. I will not be here, that's why I'm saying you pray. Because I'm taking the week off, I want to just spend some time, just I want to see God. But brothers and sisters, come and pray. Come and pray. It's part of our togetherness. Every Sunday, nine o'clock, in the sunshine, God provides sunshine. It's wonderful. We can pray. Don't miss Furthermore, we participate by encouragement. When last did you go to one of the leaders or someone in the church and just say, thank you? You've been doing such a great work. Gavin, thank you for that beautiful song this morning. I know there were lots of words for us to learn, but... Oh, Jesus, King, center of it all. Okay? That means he's been practicing at home. Learning so we can sing. Let's encourage one another. And then we participate by being sent. I'm going to show you a video now. It's a few minutes long and Topsy, I, oh no, are you doing the translation? Kumbi's going to give you a bit of translation. We can't do every word because it goes rather quickly. But many years ago, I sat down with Fuzi Makwena. I said, Fuzzy, God's got his hand on you. And at the time, I think it was uh, one of the directors of Avis, the car company. Offered Fuzzy a really nice job. <coughs> I offered him 600 rand a month. If I had it. And you know what? He chose to partner. But now you're going to hear what his life is like. And you can see that we can't outgive God. Because you see, part of partnering is being sent. So let's watch this video and then I'll close with telling you one last thing which is we share in the rewards. Fuzzy, it's been fantastic to be back in Dubai and particularly joining you and uh, the City Gates family on Sunday. And wow, so much has changed. There seems to be so much momentum. Yeah, thank you. Uh, God has been great. Um, 
he's provided a building for us, which has been amazing, the first time ever in Dubai. Um, October last year, we came together, Gateway and City Hill to be one church. We are now City Gates. And since then, we've seen the hand of God over us. Uh, we went from uh, a church that was meeting two, uh, two meetings. Uh, first meeting was 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Um, to, and that's the second one was at 11 o'clock. So we now have at least about five meetings. God has just grown us um, amazingly. So we have uh, a meeting on a Friday night. We have a meeting on Saturday morning, which is a Russian-speaking group. And they've just hit a hundred mark this last Saturday, which is amazing by the grace of God. And then we have two meetings uh, on a Sunday, but we've just introduced a Saturday evening meeting. So we've seen an incredible, enormous growth over the last few months, but also I think it's down to what God is doing uh, between Pete and myself, the camaraderie um, of the sense of working together and the grace of God in our togetherness has been absolutely amazing. And as a result of that, we've seen the church just really come together. And what you witnessed on Sunday was very much the grace of God uh, because of what God is doing among us as, a, as two leaders. Yeah, I mean, the thing that stood out for me, and it, you can lose it sometimes with, with fast growth, mm -hmm. is that you felt like a family. Yeah, that's what we want to build. We yeah. want to build City Gates as a family. We are in a most diverse and a most um, amazing city, uh, which is technologically advanced, which is fast-paced and all that. It can so, we can so easily become like a business, but we want to keep this as a family. The church is a family. And through that, we've seen this family expand, but also we've been sending, um, we are family on a mission. We've been sending people that. left, right, center, different directions. And I cannot, I think probably within the last eight months, we would have sent about maybe five or six families that have gone different directions, whether it's the wow. UK, the Philippines, and plant churches, strengthening churches. So God has been good. We've also okay. been sending teams. So we've had at least about eight mission trips in the last eight months alone. Yeah. So God I mean, has been good. Getting your own to... building sometimes can cause a church to stagnate, but it's exact opposite. I mean, when I heard about the teams you sent out and where they've gone, yeah. Africa, into the East, all over, yeah. it was, it brought such great joy. And I noticed how many of your people referred to them. I was on this team or that team. Yeah, so we wanna, we do believe that God has really shaped City Gates to become a church that will be a base church here in the Middle East where we find ourselves, but also a very strategic church for our family of churches of regions beyond. We wanna see ourselves go into the nations, um, but setting a pace, as it were, to help churches around the world, strengthen churches around the world, and plant churches as well. We've often said, that we want to be able to send millions of dirhams out of here so that we can reach millions of people out Wonderful. there. And that's exactly what we are seeing. Really we are good. seeing the beginning of that. Um, the last trip that we did was to Nepal, where we took 
about 22 people from eight different nations. And, uh, and then there was another team that was coming back from Zambia. And I think there must have been about five different nationalities <laughs> coming from there. Yeah, it was Only amazing. in Dubai. Only in Dubai, yeah. And, and the impact that we had in Nepal was absolutely Very phenomenal. Good. So that's One last question. Mm. If I heard correctly, the Russian-speaking service on a Saturday morning is led by a Russian leader and a Ukrainian leader. It is, yeah. Um, we've seen the grace of God here. Wow. Uh, we, you know, judging things from a political perspective, we can so easily get drawn into that. But actually, we are building a different kingdom here, which is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And in the kingdom of God, we, we see those divisions completely overcome, yeah. as Ephesians two, 2 says. And we've seen those guys beginning to work together. We have a, 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 one of the leaders is from Russia, one of the leaders from Ukraine working together. One of them is the one that's from Russia. His, his wife is from the Ukraine. So the whole thing is so intertwined. Wow. And it, when I say Russian-speaking congregation, um, it's not just from Russia and the Ukraine. It's from the Russian-speaking Russian world, world, like yeah. Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, wow. and many other places. Very so good. we're seeing a lot of people from those uh, nations come to Dubai. And as a result of that, they come to a Russian-speaking service. And it's been absolutely phenomenal to see the growth of that. So Great. God has been good to us. Yeah. Keep going. We're cheering you on. Massively proud of both you and Pete and the teams that are carrying this church. God bless you. Thank you. What we'll do is, let me just recap for those who didn't hear, I'll just do it quickly as part of the message. So, most of you know that uh, Fuzi Mukwena comes from Khubetswana. And uh, a number of years ago, I can't remember how many, he moved to, to go serve one of our churches in England. And then I asked Fuzi to come and join me in Dubai. Um, believing that God had something for him in Dubai. And to, to make the story very short, God has raised him up. He now not only leads all our work in Dubai, but our work across nations. He took that decision to partner when he was asked. And God has rewarded him. What he was saying in the video is that the, the one meeting they did on a Sunday is now five meetings over the weekend. So it's a busy life. And it's in different languages. One service on a Saturday is in Russian, the whole day. I've spoken at that service. But not only are they growing the church, they are in apostolic partnership. And so 
Every month they're sending a team here, a team there, a team this way and that way. It's just wonderful to see. And we also will receive one of their teams. I'll also tell you this. That this young man will come through to lead our movement in the years to come. Okay, we are working in partnership for that. We are seeing him being raised up. That decision you make in your heart, where you say, I don't just attend Dechlebeng Church. I own Dechlebeng Church. Because I'm in a partnership. Through my love for the other saints. Through giving of my finances. Through the participation in my prayers. And my encouragement. My service in the church. That decision will change your life. You younger men and women, this is what awaits you. Opportunity in God. Our son Cameron and Loreen serve in America. We are going to send you young Basutu people to help build a church in America. They are waiting. They are waiting. There's opportunity in God. And when you make that decision, and for those of us, sorry, the, the, the more mature ones like me, you're not excluded because you have the experience, you have learned a lot, you have most probably built something up financially, you can help use that to fulfill this great mission. And then once we've made that great decision, number three, we share in the rewards. I don't know how better to explain it to you other than this. When you got saved, God opened up a bank account for you in heaven. Bump the person next to you and say, oh, I've got a bank account in heaven. Every time you sacrifice for the kingdom, one of the nicest sounds you can ever hear is 
When your phone tells you that some money has arrived in your bank account. How many know that sound? Beatrice, you must. You've got a business. Okay, your phone goes ding dong and you look into Somebody, somebody has used cash send. Every time you do something for the kingdom of God, your bank account in heaven goes ding dong and it grows. And you share in the rewards. I have a dear friend, some of you have met and I've told you about many times. His name is Angus. He was an employee in my company. And when I hired him, he told me how much he loved God. And I thought, what a strange thing to do. But over the months, he reached out and brought Heather and I back to God. Every time we plant a church or reach a new nation or put people on the walls, I send him a message. I said, Angus, your bank account in heaven has just gone bing-bong. That's better than my one. That sounded, that sounded righteous. Eh? And he sends me a message. He says, oh, you're so kind. But that's how it works. Paul writes and he says, you will share in the rewards. In Philippians chapter 4, he's finishing off. I want to thank you for the gift because the fruit of it increases to your credit. You sent me a gift and as a result, God has credited to you. He's given it to you. How will we change the world? Through partnership. Maybe you haven't got money. You can give your time. Maybe you don't have time. You can give your prayers. Maybe you don't have time to pray. No, you've always got time to pray. But you can give some of your money. And you receive it. Not Vodacom or MTN or Celsius. Or Pep Stores or Rimpis Biltong. <laughs> First to God. Because we're in partnership. Amen. Let's stand together.